Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, we're answering your emails, your questions. We love hearing from you. The topics include getting off on a partner's sexual history. What does that mean? What to do with an uncircumcised penis? And also, we're talking to Carrie from UV. You know, just the woman behind the coolest invention that's hit the sex industry in years. That's all. Okay, enjoy the show, everyone. Thanks for listening. Okay, it's true. My sex toy collection is bigger than most. I may or may not have broken some kind of record by now, but that's not really the point. The point is my collection started with one very special product, the magic wand. I've said it before, but the magic wand was part of my life long before it was part of my show. Now it's time to make it part of your life too. For more than 30 years, the magic wand has been the trusted toy that women around the world reach for first. Time Magazine even selected it as one of the top 10 most influential gadgets of all time. The magic wand should really be the cornerstone of every sex toy collection. There's nothing else that comes close. Whether you choose the plug-in power of the magic wand original or the cordless convenience of the magic wand rechargeable, you need to have one in your lineup. Or if you're like me, have both of them. To order yours today, click on the magic wand banner on my site or visit magicwandoriginal.com. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can do so many amazing things there. Our site is so robust and beautiful, right, Anderson? <laughs> Hi, Anderson. It's bountiful. It's bountiful. We've got like every day, we've got, we've got a crack team of writers here, people and staff, and we've got amazing blogs and tips to help you have better sex. Mm-hmm. So check that out. Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the podcast. That helps us. And follow me on social media. Yeah. Freaking love social so it's like media. a full-sized woman over there. Where? Yeah, over at your sites. They got everything. <laughs> they got right? everything. Exactly. Fill out that dress. Exactly. Huh. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a big bosom woman. Like all the it information is. you have. Well, is it's like funny because you know this is the new year, and I got to say, Ken, you know, who runs my, my You're obsessed company, with Ken. Obsessed. I'm, not obsessed. I'm obsessed yes. with you. But he sent me the numbers. It's like, oh my god, we had everything doubled. The number of listeners, the people who went to the website, the people who, all of you. Like I, I am so. If we're talking about like New Year's resolutions and gratitude and all that stuff. I am just so grateful for all my listeners that going into my 11th year, I can't, or 12th year? Wait, no. 11. Last year was... Well, you're, yeah, you just did 11 years because your 10-year anniversary was like a year ago, right? my 12th year? We're going to, might be going in your 12th year and oh might be doing that. Okay, Ask so... Ken, everybody knows. Ken knows. <laughs> Ken, my <laughs> you, 12th year. 
Um, do you ever uh, look up and just ask Ken questions? And I do, realize? and he answers. It's weird. <laughs> no, he does. He's always there. He's like always by his phone. He's always like, it's like crazy. Congratulations, because you know I do other shows as well, and my whole motivation behind them, other than you know getting uh, bills paid, which is obviously you know a big motivator, but is it's like a service and getting the word out and helping people you know make better decisions and, and spend their time more wisely and watching the right films and that kind of thing. I love to do it for that reason, and to be able to reach a bigger audience is is what it's all about. So congratulations on that. I'm, Thank I'm you. Glad you're helping. Uh, it feels really more good. More people, one orgasm at a time, as you said. I got to tell you, it feels, it does feel really good because that is still where I do it. You know me, like I, I've talked about this like on a previous show, but like it wasn't ever like I'm going to be famous and make lots of money. It no, was no, like, no. I love helping people with sex and You know what's sad? Hmm. Like if you did have that part of your drive, like you might have even be like bigger than you are. I think a lot of people are, that are famous is because they have such a drive to be famous. They need to be famous thing. so bad. And then it's like, wow, great. You're famous now. I got to look at you. You have nothing to offer. Go right, away. You know right. what I mean? It wasn't you are, you're, you're genuine, the real deal. Yeah. Genuine article. It's true. Yeah. I love it. And I love when people are like come up to me and they say, and even your emails when you're like, oh my God, you helped me through your sex life. I'm like, this is working. Have you ever had a stranger come up to you and be like lecherous? Like I listen to your show. No. Like, hey, it's Sex with Emily. Yeah. Only at, no, only you who don't know me. My How friends are, are like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So there are weird things like that where people come up and they're like, oh, are you sex with Emily? And I'm like, it's not sex with everybody. I'm not a prostitute, whatever. But here's sex something cool that happened. I was at one of my favorite places on earth, Four Seasons. I would like to be buried there. Which one, Beverly Hills? Yeah. I had a lunch there. Oh, <laughs> I'm so fancy. Wow. Look at you. It was it. a very important business lunch. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I was excited. It was right before the new year. And I was, I don't go there often, but I, I do love it. I do a lot of it. interviews there. It's very really? swanky. Like yeah. I want to like, I Every time it. I go there, I'd see someone famous every yeah. single time. It's like a famous place. Ah. So here's a funny thing that happened. So I was at lunch and the waiter comes and takes our orders and then he comes back and he says, um, so Miss Morris, would you like, um, would you like the dressing with this dressing or that dressing with your salad? And he walked away and I turned to my friend. I'm like, did he just say Miss Morris? Like, did you give him our names at the check-in? Like, and he's like, I don't no. know. That was weird. So the, the waiter comes back and I said, I have a question for you. Like, how did you know my name? And he said, oh, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. The waiter, mm. he's like, I'm a really big fan of your podcast. And I used to listen to you on Loveline and I love your podcast. And I have to say that we have a policy here as waiters that if we recognize somebody, we can use their, we should use their name. That's nice. Yeah. It's and like I was service. Like, I was like, that is so that nice. That is so very nice. Favorite. And he goes, and you know what? He goes, we get like really big celebrities and you're like Leonardo DiCaprio. And I'm like, whatever. But seeing you. Right. It's I'm the great. same way. And yeah, I'm like, well, wait, way. but I'm like, is that a backwards? Like, we get like real celebrities. Yeah, it's and a you're little like backhanded. A little po- it's yeah. like, and you're like this little nothing podcaster, but I'm just as excited. Let's be, let's be honest. So, though. my DiCaprio, friend and I were Emily. laughing. We're yeah. like, that was funny. But that felt, that, that, that was a nice one. So, thank that you. That is very so nice. Much. I like the, uh, the Miss Morris. That's very, very nice. Yeah, I was like, but wait, how does he know me? What if he said Miss Sex? That would have been funnier. That would have been funnier. Excuse me, Miss Sex. Would you like the? Um, what if you said Miss Morris? She tapioca? slept with my roommate last week or something. Oh, no. I could, or my you'd probably be right. You'd probably yeah, be correct. I probably did. No, yeah. I have not had sex like in a while. <laughs> oh wait, is that true? Yeah. Oh, you have um, to think about it. I know. Yeah. Is that weird? That's sad. I need like a flowchart. No, it really has been a while. Okay. Yeah. Talk to Ken about that. I bet he can fix that. <laughs> Ken's amazing. <laughs> I like to keep it separate though. He doesn't okay. know all about my sex stuff. Okay, but he listens to the show and then he learns things. Okay, should we do a little bit of sex in the news? Let's absolutely do some sex in the news. Okay. Science claims mastering afterplay will make you better at sex. Oh, more work for dudes. (laughs) Exactly. I hear it coming. Here it comes. We talk a lot about foreplay. Uh We talk a lot about during, but afterplay. And I could not agree more. So afterplay 
It's when you guys get up, go to the kitchen, make a sandwich. That's what guys do. Or they fall asleep. And that is the biggest bummer in the world. Because I get it, though. When a guy has an orgasm, typically, after sex, that's when his... The um, job is hormone. done. No, yeah, because he, he jack- <laughs> the job is done, and a lot of men just fall asleep. Scientifically, the job is, is the done, job, yeah. and their their cortisol, like, everything spikes, and mm-hmm. you actually do get tired right. for a lot of men. Like Thank you, fall, you, for you cannot fall me asleep. That what happens? Yes, not every man, but a lot of them. And for a woman, though, for me, and I'm not saying every woman, but like I, when a guy, when I, we have sex, and you just like fall asleep, you're like, uh, uh, and goes right to snoring. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, I feel like I'm alone. I'm dying. Yeah. Like, kiss me, tell me I'm hot, and then fall right. asleep. Like, I need something, right? So it is the most ignored part of sex. And after play is a time of nice cuddles and soft kisses you give each other after passionately banging. So, um, you know, a lot of people just roll over, fall asleep. And the thing is, while some people take part in this romantic afterplay, many fail to do so, which is a shame because women totally dig afterplay. Science says so. I say so. I know so. But guys know this. Right. This is scientific. According to researchers at University of Kansas, it was found that afterplay is just as important as foreplay. And it was also found that foreplay and afterplay are more enjoyable than the actual part of sex for many women. So are so weird. The women, I know, dude. If you didn't think that women's women's sexuality was confusing enough, um, the study women in the study expressed that if they know foreplay and afterplay are going to be amazing, they'd be more than happy to reciprocate that sexual generosity and please their man during intercourse. Like, could mean a stellar blowjob. It could mean whatever. But if they know they're going to get some cuddles after. A little oral, they're happy. So also, if you keep up the intimacy after sex, it leaves them with the good impressions, like leaving people, like she feels cuddled, she feels happy, she wants to have sex again, and um, it's romantic. It's Can more I about say the this, romance. Though? Can yes. I say this, though, Evan? I get, it gets a little bit dicey when we're talking to, like the last show that I did with you, we had an email of a girl who's uh, dating all sorts of different guys, right? And once you start, once you give in to the, the afterplay, Women are doing that psychologically, mentally, physically, and with science because evolutionarily they're looking for a partner to pair, nest with pair bonding, and right. stay. So I feel like guys shouldn't even begin to start you know, giving into this a lot, especially if they're playing the field and they have no interest in sticking around or seeing this girl through. I think it's sending the wrong message, and I, I think that it's uh, it's rude. And it was, it's her oxytocin is going nuts, and she's getting like more attached. And Then if, why should you get blowjobs and we shouldn't get cuddling at the end if it's just as enjoyable it's not fair to you guys why because it's like we're writing a check that we're not gonna catch but if i'm if i'm sleeping with three guys and they all cut we all cuddle at the end why do i care but no because if you're cuddling you're getting attached no yeah you are not always usually that's what you want to do you want to cuddle with somebody you're not gonna be attached with that's i like them enough to sleep with them i want to cuddle that's crazy no if i like you enough to sleep with you i i want to cuddle Mm, For a minute, not the whole night, but I want to, yes, I want to feel, I I don't, I'm not like the kind of person that can just go in and sleep with someone and leave. Like that to me, I, 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 that this resonated with me because I love the intimacy, but I'm able to separate that from monogamy in the past like i can still be intimate with i get the sex people. part why girls why everyone would like that you know because of the climax and it feels great and all this and that but then what comes after that is much more psychological i think and i think there's a whole lot of pheromones and things being uh that's what happens and it's about connection which you get connected you it's true. are talking about how people are less connected than ever and it's a great thing because they're dating around and then if you start giving into this at the uh, tail end of it i think it's going to muddle things and make people have more intense feelings and get more fucked up okay but what you're but I, I i understand what you're saying for people 
people who are not really give guys adept at no i'm saying and not everyone wants i'm not saying that nothing here is like every single person on the planet wants it i'm right. just saying you're talking about non-monogamy even people in relationships is important i'm just saying that after play is a new term that you might not have thought about and you should think about that it's important so can how I say long, this, How hard is it to say, babe, that was great, rub your hands over body, kiss her, cuddle, then fall asleep? I, and, and I'm just kind of playing a little devil's advocate. I and I don't, I, I don't have any problems with the, uh, the after cuddles. I, I like the cuddles. The cuddles are nice. It's, and I, I don't have to fall asleep right away. I actually dated a girl for a while where she would get uh, very energetic and clean the house right afterwards. So we had spick and span living space. That was nice. But uh, I would feel guilty with, when I was like dating around and I'd do the cuddle thing. I'd be like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. Like the sex felt right, but the actual cuddle, this feels like treacherous. Because Weird. you didn't want to be there because you didn't really. Because I, you know, I knew she I was like it. one of a few. Right. No, I, I it's like, I feel like I'm. I totally get what you're saying. That for a lot of guys, that's like, you only do that with your. Yeah. Like the people, the, the ones that you're really like uh, mm-hmm. down for the cause. I could see that. And I could see that women could feel the same way if they're sleeping with people. They're like, this is way too intimate. Yeah. I just want to wham bam. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's a good point. Okay. Okay. So like, I'm not saying that like, you know, again, the sex police are going to knock on your door if you don't do the after play. I just I cringe at the idea of a girl uh, sitting on, on misappropriate the end of a bed after play saying, uh, "What about the afterplay? Hmm? Where is the afterplay? Hmm? Right. I but for me, this that. resonated because when I was in a relationship with a guy, we started out and it was like he just wasn't a cuddler. And the first few times we slept together, he would just fall asleep, and I literally felt like I was cold and dying and starving. I was like, I'm alone in this bed. Like it felt so yeah. lonely. Yeah, I bet. And you I feel felt like a, like a receptacle. A little yeah, bit. I felt like what happened to the something. I needed that to kind of like. After reassurance closure. what about a pat in the head and like yeah, it helps, you, helps you clean up and then exactly and i i just need that connection at the yeah. end and that was in a relationship Make it at least a little effort like some eye contact pretend after, you care and it show. was hot say good yeah. good good job and pat on the ass yeah yeah exactly well done right. all right something okay um so that's our sex in the news uh that was very controversial you still have not come close em to uh topping the, the ultimate sex with the news that i still tell strangers in bars i love talking about it? the swedish one where oh the guy was beaten off on the uh beaten off on the on the beachfront and uh he got arrested but they didn't charge him because he wasn't making eye contact exactly. a judge said oh yeah we can't charge you with uh, public indecency because you weren't making eye contact <laughs> with anyone you're staring at a seashell that's my favorite sex in the news that story is ever. right and god that was there was great true. there was there's no eye contact and no after play um <laughs> that is hilarious i'm sorry i haven't topped that yet but my goal for 2017 yes. i want you know. to top that for I'll you, let you know. yes now that i you know your genre yeah that's my of genre. favorite toys yeah, favorite like toys favorite favorite toys. stories i love toys favorite stories public uh yeah public indecency i would do that for you yeah, getting off the hook um okay listen you're the best we're gonna take a quick break we were actually going to talk to carrie from uv um she made the coolest thing ever and but let's give a shout out to our sponsors everyone thank you for supporting these amazing brands and products and cool things that will change your sex life that we work with i love them i hope you love them too and we'll be right back for those of you following me on snapchat which you totally should be at sex with emily You know I just moved into a new house. Well, during the move, I happened to leave a fridge full of groceries in my car for a few hours. Okay, days. Whatever, don't judge. The point is, I lost all my food. Thank goodness my Blue Apron subscription got transferred safely to my new address. Now I know I'll have all the ingredients to cook amazing gourmet meals in my new kitchen. Blue Apron is the best. They develop complete meals, measure all the fresh ingredients, and ship them directly to you, 100% ready to cook. I just open the box, follow the simple instructions, and I have an amazing meal that I cooked. 
I love everything about Blue Apron. The quality ingredients, the easy-to-follow recipes, and of course, the incredible meals. Each week features a new round of great recipes, like spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes, pork chops and garlic piccata, and mushrooms and chipotle pepper enchiladas. And because they send you exactly what you need, virtually nothing goes to waste. Sounds too good to be true, right? Oh, did I mention it was amazingly affordable? Blue Apron's gourmet meals can cost as little as $10 per person. And right now, you can get three meals free and free shipping. Just go to blueapron.com slash sexwithemily to see this week's recipes and get your three free meals today. Okay, now we're going to talk to Carrie Martz. She's the inventor of UV and co-founder of Clean Light Labs. Okay, this was one of my favorite new inventions of the year, of last year. I went to these trade shows and everyone's like, have you seen the UV? Have you seen the UV? It is the coolest thing. It charges and cleans your sex toys and pleasure products, which is a huge issue for a lot of people. Um, it kills like 99.9% of all harmful bacteria. It looks like it's like a little mini dishwasher, but it's like elegant and sleek and you can leave it by your bed and, or, you know, in your wherever. No one will know what it is, but... I hate when my toys, when my toys are not charged and when they're not clean. Like, what's the point in having them? So it's just really cool technology. I want to hear all about it, how she invented it, and I can't wait to talk to her. Hey, Carrie, it's Emily. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for taking the time to call in. I've just been raving about the UV. And that it's the coolest thing I saw in 2016, and now people can actually get their hands on it in 2017. I know. I'm excited about that, too. I'm excited. I'm excited. So, okay, I would like to know, like, how you... First of all, I love that you work... You, you developed this with your daughter, Brooke, who's amazing. But I want to know, mm -hmm. like, how you came up with this. Like, how did you come up with this brilliant idea? Well, um, I wish I could take the credit for it, <laughs> but it was actually Brooke. I was, um, after I'd sold my advertising agency, I was looking at other projects to get involved with. And a woman had asked me to help with her branding and development of a toothbrush sanitizer and also a baby pacifier sanitizer. And I had them out on my kitchen counter and I was looking at them and showing them to my somewhat OCD daughter <laughs> who was five months pregnant at the time. And she and her husband were over and, you know, she said, mom, um, I just got one of these warning blogs in your fifth month of pregnancy, what they tell you to, to do and not do. And one of them was talking about how to be very careful using toys during pregnancy mm. because some of them may not be clean enough. Ooh. And she said, you ought to have this gal who's doing toothbrush sanitizers do it for vibrators. Wow. And you know, I thought, boy, I wonder if there's somebody doing that. And being a toy user myself, I wanted to see how clean they really were. So I started looking at the industry. No one was doing it. There was not one universal method recommended for cleaning toys. And again, being um, concerned with some germs and, and actually myself getting infections, um, from toys and not really realizing it was from toys. Right. So you but, had, in fact, because um, I hear this all the time now. I I mean, I don't because I know like a toy cleaner, but most people don't like they're buying these really expensive toys and they're like, oh, it's fine. I put it back in my drawer. Like people don't know to clean it, but you, you had an infection as well. And you, several. Yeah. I was single at the time and 
using toys instead of having sex. So I know it couldn't have come from sex. And I um, went to see my gynecologist and I was too embarrassed to tell her that I wasn't <laughs> having sex, which is kind of funny. Right. And, <laughs> right. and so she said, no, you've got, you've got this thing, this infection again. I go, I wonder how I'm getting that. But when you really do think about where we do put our toys, it's not just that you clean them. Right. It's also how you store them. And then even right after you use the toy, do you really get up and sanitize it? Not, no. not often. So this is just a system that is not only about cleaning and sanitizing a toy, but it's making it readily available for you when you want to use it, which is why we added the charging system to it and the fact that it's locked up. So people that you don't want to get into it can't. Right. It's so smart because I always say like my the biggest, you know, I have more, I get more toys than anybody. And I, I, this is my problem is that I have nowhere to store them and that they're often not charged or I didn't clean them. But the charging thing is huge for me too. Cause I'm like, Oh God, it's dead. It's like, it's like, it's such a bummer, but to yeah. know that it's always going to be clean and ready to go. I was thinking about it. It's almost like if you bought a Ferrari and like you didn't maintain it, like you left it in your garage and they never had gas in it. You're like, why did I buy this nice car? You know, and buying a nice sex toy is a gift that we give ourselves. Like we'll spend $200 on a toy. And I always hear from people like, I lost the charger. I think it's ruined. It's dirty. It's like, no, you didn't care for your toy. You know, treat it like any other electronic that you buy and take care of it. And I love that the UV is this place that you could just place it in there and it's like ready to go. Like you don't have to think about it again, right? It's like dropping your car off to get detailed. It comes back. It's ready to go. It's like, this is the thing. It's like oh, every absolutely. time you use your toy, you will, it will last you forever. Your toy should last you. And so um, I just think it's brilliant because I even realize now, Carrie, after seeing the UV and like, I'm like, oh my God, like sometimes I'll spray, like I have like a spray cleaner by my bed and I'll clean it. But then I might use it again a week later thinking it's even me. I'll be like, oh, it's clean. I'm like, you know, now I'm over that. I'm like, no, it's probably not because it's been in my drawer. So just because I cleaned it right after doesn't mean that three days later or a week later, it's still clean. No, no. And it, it doesn't. And we've, we've scientifically proven that. So Talk to we're not the making clean, yeah. you know, aimlessly important. Um, so we're, you know, we worked with a Harvard microbiologist and we tested our product against foams and sprays and on very hardy bacteria, we are two to times, two to five times more effective. Um, and, you know, we're not, we're not competing with foams and sprays. There's a place for everybody in this space. And we're excited because manufacturers of great innovative products that are making um, certainly toys more exciting, like, like Lalo came in and said, you know, we want to partner with you on your Kickstarter. And, and they know that they're making very unique, innovative toys that are doing crazy things. Right. And so it's not as easy to clean. Right. And for them to, to say, hey, put a innovative toy like Lalo in mm -hmm. with a UV and you've got a perfect match. That's, right. That is great validation for that, us. Exactly. We're excited to have I love it too. Like and I know Oh My Bod and Rabbit Company also came on board because they're like, yeah, we want you to keep using our toys as well. And we don't want you to get mm -hmm. an infection and we want mm -hmm. it to be charged because that's a bummer for them too when your toys aren't charged. So that's really, so how it works, like it's cool. So you just, you put, I mean, I've seen it, but like, and I'm telling you, I was telling, well, before you called, I was saying, telling everyone how it's just like, it was like the buzz of all the shows I went to. They were like, have you seen the UV? Like I, I haven't seen in 12 mm -hmm. years anything like it. 
And it just seems to solve like a lot of the problems. But how you explain it, I'm like, it's like a little mini dishwasher that you close it and the light turns on, but it's much sleeker and more elegant. And it charges it in yeah. how many minutes? And, and I mean, it, it um, cleans it in like no time, right? Well, the big unit, the the home play, will accommodate at least three big toys. And we made it large enough for very large toys like the Magic Wand. Um, and it has three USB charging stations in it. So it's really a big system. And that only takes 10 minutes to completely um, go through the entire sanitizing process. And it kills 99.9% of all amazing. the germs found on the toys. Well, 10 minutes. Yeah, so it's funny because I... That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is so cool because now the more I'm talking about this, people are like, oh, I heard about like friends. I was out with a friend the other night and she was like... I'm sure you've had this too, Carrie, that she's like, I got an infection from my toy. Like everyone's telling me now. And she's like, I need to get one of those, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is more common than we think. And so congratulations with this invention, but I also, and also Thank congratulations you. on a get, getting accepted on Kickstarter um, because I know you were like the, like the second only adult related product to make it onto the Kickstarter platform, which is amazing. Yeah, we're excited. Yeah. That we were accepted. We have two weeks left of our campaign. Um, it was a little tough during the holidays, but I'm telling you, we are hitting it strong for these last two weeks. And these folks that order on Kickstarter will be the first to receive the product. And there's some pretty wonderful things that you've brought to the table (laughs) on that. And I'm excited to have someone with your credibility and, um, endorse and act as a spokesperson for our product. We couldn't have asked for someone with more authority and more experience than you. Oh, and thanks, Emily, Carrie. you've been great. Oh, so. thanks, Carrie. I'm honored that you had, you invited me to do it. Like, I'm just something that I'm like just yeah. so excited about. So thank you for that. And also, if everyone, they got two weeks left, if you go to my website and you click on the UV banner, it'll take you to the Kickstarter page. We did a really fun video there that shows you and tells you about yes, it. Yes, you did. But also, yep. the perks. I love that we've, like, people can, like, you can buy a perk to be, you can, like, contribute to it, and then you could have a perk to be on the actual show. You can buy a pledge to be on the yeah. podcast. You can um, get signed copies of my book. You get lunch. You can lunch. have lunch with you. Have you lunch with Emily. Lunch. That would be fun. I want to meet you guys. I love meeting my listeners. Um, you could do a 15-minute video call with me, and I will answer any question you have. And it just it, you're supporting a good cause. If you like toys, you like the pleasure industry, um, and, and innovators like Carrie, and a product that will change your life, I think you should do it. Check it out. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank and Happy you. New Year, and thank you again. It's been, I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get mine. Like, I'm so excited. Like, the real soon, day for everyone. Soon. Yeah. We're weeks away. Okay, everyone, thank so you. call up and be all a part right. of this, and thank you, Carrie, and Happy New Year, and I will see you soon. Congratulations on Thanks. all your success. Happy New Year to Thanks. you. Thanks. Bye, Carrie. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I am so excited oh, yeah. for everybody to get this. So I think if you guys are, are cool with it, just check out the, you know, if you're not sure, you're like, what is she talking about? Go to, again, my page and just click on the UV banner and just, if you have anything, just watch the fun video. It's really fun. It's a cool video. And it explains to you, if you even have one toy or you've like 500 toys like me, um, you're going to see why you need this. So it's awesome. Thank you, Carrie. All right. Now is the time you've all been waiting for. Emails. I love, love answering your questions. I love hearing from you. 
Um, if you want to send me a question, it's really easy, sexwithemily.com. Click on the Ask Emily banner, Ask Emily tab, and when you do that, you can just submit your question right there, and you can also pay attention to the little box that says, would you like to be called? Because we're going to do more, more call shows the this best. year. I've had so much fun. You were here, Anderson. Yeah, we yeah. killed it. So what we do is you, you say you want to be called, and then assistant producer Eddie will call you and set up a time, and then I call you, and then we can really get into your problems and solve them, because sometimes through emails, you know, I just don't have all the facts. You can also leave me a voicemail, 818-ASK-SWE1. Um, and I love when you include your information, your name, your gender, where you live, and how you listen to this show. And how old you are. And how old you are. I said that right. Can't be given uh, tips to 14-year-olds now. No. Hey, you ever get like just random questions? You probably don't even see them, right? Like, hey, uh, who do you like the uh, track this week? You ever get like just weird questions? Or are they always sex-related? You know what I mean? Like, I think we get all kinds of weird questions, yeah. Who's your favorite football team, Em? I do get things like that. Yeah, yeah we get everything. Yeah. Um, we should do a wild card one every now and again. Just pick up the last yeah. one that came in? We should. Yeah. Should I do that? Not right now. Not right now. Okay. But let's pull, 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 I like the idea of that. doing that. Either either just pulling one from a hat or just going with like an odd question that has nothing to do with sex. Something about you from a listener. Eddie reads the Eddie, do we get any random things like that? Questions about you? Yeah. Like it's the people want to know stuff? Like they want to have sex How with you. How many of the emails want to have sex with me? <laughs> like I would say at least 20 to 30%. 20 to 30%. 20 30% are like I want to How have sex with you. How many of them are ladies? No. No, really? You don't have the uh, the lesbian uh, market cornered. Huh? But are they like nice guys? Sometimes Madison will forward them. Are you them, thinking like, about doing nice. this, Em? What nice. is going on? They're always nice. So 20 to 30% of the emails come in. They want to bang me. Are they nice guys, Eddie? <laughs> are, they, are they local? Do they have pictures, Ed? Do they specify a circumcise? Hey, new question. You got to answer. Do you like any of them? Uh, when, you're, when you're sending your emails, uh, let, let us know where you live, your date, uh, your, your age, your sex, and if you're circumcised or not right. for him. No, I don't care if you're circumcised. You yeah, but right. you like to know what you're getting into, right? You don't like That's to get caught important. with a surprise look. I want to know look. if you like, love your mom. You, and you know you the... get caught with a surprise look on your face. If you see the uncircumcised, you're not prepared for it. It's, it's startling. It's That's jarring. Funny. That's actually one of our questions today. Good. Did you know that? I think you might have talked about it at the top. Um, it's not that jarring. Here's the thing. It's really I've not. seen them like in uh, like restaurants. Yeah, but you didn't have one in your mouth. And it's terrifying. Like I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what was that? Yeah, because you're a dude and like, you like see penises you know all the weird? time. Five of my friends, my brides, uh, bridesmaids, my, my groomsmen, five of my groomsmen, three of them were uncircumcised. We know because How the night before know? we all whipped them out and I beat off onto a, uh, <laughs> onto a bagel. Whoever what? finished last had to eat it. You... It's <laughs> a thing that we did. Please tell me you're lying. I'm lying. I have heard that people do that. Oh my God, I'm so glad you didn't do that. Thank God I didn't do that. Of course I didn't do that. But no, three of my five uh, friends, you know, you're really close with people. You're going to hear about it and maybe hear things and see things. But yeah, three of the five are not uh, circumcised. Okay, yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Are they from foreign means, countries? Uh, I don't know what it means. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm, I've never. Yeah, actually, Can you, you get know them what? on the phone? What? Yeah, like two of them were born from out of, out but of the country. But typically, it's, it's, it's Americans typically do get circumcised, but. A lot of like I circumcised my son, or actually I was in there holding him when they did it the day after he was born. And uh, yeah, we got a lot of blowback. A lot of uh, people in our lives told us not blowback? to do it. Blowback? A lot of people told us not to do it. But you did it. Yeah, anyway, yeah we did yeah. it. I yeah. mean, I worked at Loveline for 20 years. I, I know why you do it. Yeah, a lot of bad things can happen. Yeah, but a lot of good things can happen too. We'll talk about more Here of that go. later. Right? But let's, let's, let's talk about um, this email. Okay. Hi, Emily. My girlfriend and I recently started listening to your show and love it. I've recently started deep diving into old episodes and came across, no pun intended, 
don't ask, don't tell, the sex number rule, where you gave the sound advice that it's best not to know how many people you slept with, um, your partner or something. More mystery, less history. Right. Here's the thing. I love hearing about my partner's number. In fact, I love hearing about every filthy detail from their past. <laughs> how many partners they've had, what the guys or gals they've been with were like, what their kinks were, how well endowed they were, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I've explored these topics of conversation somewhat with my partner, and she's always honest and more than willing to share. But how do I explore this kink without being nosy or disrespectful? Thanks, Scott, age 31. How do you I, develop that, Em? How do, what, what is that? You know what? It's just like how you develop anything, any fantasy, what turns you on. I mean, I think it means that like... Like, like, like cuckolding. It's like cuckolding in a way. Yeah. It is. Cuckolding, which means like you want to watch your partner, typically it came in, like your wife have sex with another yeah. man. Um, but I got to tell you, I hear this from guys, not a lot, but it's not completely uncommon that they're like, kind of turns me on. Most guys would be jealous they can never get that thought of that guy with the 15-inch penis like, and that he doesn't match right. up. So it doesn't work for most guys. But for whatever reason, like I, I hear it from guys who are like in happy relationships. I know a guy who's been married for 10 years. He's like, you know, because, you know, everyone tells me everything. And he's just like, you know, it bums me out. He's like, I love you know, He loves his wife. He's like, but I always want her to tell me about like guys she's been with before and she doesn't feel comfortable. He's like, but it turns me on so much. And, um, she should just make some shit up then, lady. What's, but what's she the like, with doesn't you? want to do it. And then I was out with an ex-boyfriend actually for dinner last night um, from years ago. He's in town, and he said that he is dating a girl who gets really jealous because they're like open in a relationship. And she gets really jealous of him, but he's like, I love hearing all the people that she's with. He's like, yeah. I don't know why. Is that weird? I'm like, no. So what I'm saying is, how does someone develop it? Who knows how it's like how we develop any other our sexual kinks? Like because I can me, tell you, it's the last thing I would want to hear. Most, I say the majority of men are like, I can never get that image out of my head, and that's all they're going to think about, and then they're going to use it against you. So I would not. So for women, tread lightly here, or guys, or whoever you're dating. If your partner says they want this information, test it because there could also be the the reverse where the person's going to use it against you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But typically, Scott, I get what you're saying. I know this isn't as common. But it's out there. There's a movie. I, I, it's one of my favorite movies ever by David Lynch. It's called Wild at Heart with Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. That. And there's a scene where um, he's describing to her like, a past sexual experience that he had in great detail about taking a bite of peach and all this stuff. And that she want to go down on him. And Laura Dern is his girlfriend in the movie. And she's like, uh, Lola, she's like listening rack real intently. And she's, like, oh, and she's completely getting off on it. And that was my first exposure to that. And yeah. I was like, that is so odd. Right. Well, I don't I, get I don't that. Know. But I, I know that it's of, out there. It is out there. So I would, you know. I wish I had it. But here's the thing. I wish I had it too. I would love to be able to tell guys like my stories, if they would be into it. Like if he wanted to listen, I mean, because <laughs> they're pretty <laughs> you're, good you're stories. You're just doing the girl thing though. We're like, as long as they're listening to me and anything I have to no, say, they just need I to be good I've listeners. Good stories. I actually did have an ex who wanted me to tell him about all my like threesomes. Not that I've had that many, but when I had, he was like, tell me this, tell me that. I what happened? I to take you to tell. What do you mean? Like, were you done by like the end of dinner or like, were no, you like still selling story, the story? Then it was like a five minute story, but he wanted more details. So mm -hmm. then I would like make up stuff. You started throwing things in? Yeah. I was like, you oh, got yeah. a good story. You got a, a new kind of, a kind of relevant new story. I do what? Yeah. Mexico. Ooh, yeah. Masoos People man. love that story. Masoos boy. Yeah. I had a little a Mexican lover. Every time I pass a, a, a massage parlor, which is often because I live out in the valley and they're everywhere. They're on every corner next to a donut store. Every single You think corner. about me? I think about you. He's hot. I loved him. <laughs> but you're never um, going to see him again. I know. Well, hey, I know where he is. I know where he works. I know where his hut is on the beach. So um, <laughs> so I would. So here's the thing. I think it would be kind of cool if a guy wasn't going to get jealous and go crazy. His hut. And let me, hear, let me tell you something. If I 
I'm trying to think of, I've had a guy who shared his stuff with me. I don't really get jealous. Okay, this is what we don't want to hear. I don't want to hear like how hot she was and that she gave me the best blood of my life, but kind of like this cool thing happened or she went then, down to me or anything. Yeah, describe the actual je- activities. Yeah, you don't want to hear like you don't want to use. Feel threatened. You want to speak in superlatives like it was the best ever and this and that. But Absolutely. details, I get it. So um, it's actually healthy to talk about your past. Like Scott, here's the thing. Hey, okay, so, so Scott, Scott, going back to your question is. Your partner's down with it. She's more than willing to share. And you want to know how do you do it without being nosy or disrespectful? So I think you should just like reinforce that it turned, it really turns you on when she tells you these stories and that, that tell her that you're concerned. Say the second this gets weird to you or the second you feel like I'm pushing you too far or I'm being disrespectful, let me know. But honestly, I just love hearing about you turned on it turns think me that on he should bring it up like during the act of actual sex while they're already heated up or well, do you think he brings it up over dinner my friend's husband whose wife won't do it he says he wants to hear it during sex it but how does he broach the subject oh i while see while they're both hot and getting because she might be more apt to like an open and kind of I go think with the, the flow next day when you guys are together at lunch or dinner you'd be like god okay. last night i cannot stop thinking about that sex last night when you started telling me about that guy who went down down on you in the kitchen pantry no no you're talking about after the fact though oh. like how do you get how do you bring it up so you bring it up during the act of sex is what when you bring when he should bring up the fact that he would like to hear these things well i think he's already done they're already doing it so so oh yeah 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 she's down with it she it's just already doesn't happening like it. no no he said that I love hearing about it, how many partners she's had, and she's always honest and willing to share. So I'm she's sorry. down with it. Okay. So, so far, so good. But he just doesn't want to seem like he's pushing the boundaries But he's afraid he's going to push it. Much, so yeah. I would say, babe, that was hot when you told me that story about, your, about the threesome you had in college. Um, I want you to know that like, I just think it's really hot to think of you having pleasure. But if the second you feel like I'm pushing you too much or it's disrespectful, let Perfect. me know. Yeah. Done. But uh, and if she has a problem with that, dump that bitch. Right. And explain to her that it truly is like it just turns you on. And, you know, I don't know if how you like if you like it during or if it's foreplay or whatever. But I think just be honest. Honesty is the best policy. She's down with it. That's cool. Not every woman's going to be down with it. You ever done she a might show? think you're going to be judged. You're going to judge her, which, you know, that's the other thing that if I was a, a friend telling me this and she was with a new guy and he was like, he wants to hear all my past. I'd be like. He might use it. He might be like, "Oh, you slut," or use it against. Yeah, there are some devious dudes out there that are. You know who those guys are? Those are the guys that have like ex-girlfriends named Mike in their phone. Those real devious fuckers, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Okay, what were you just gonna say? You ever do a show with Lycus or ever uh, have to share space or a microphone? Tom Lycus was on my show early on. Yeah. He was on your show early on. We were both on Free FM, Mm -hmm. and it was like my. Second month, wow. and I terrified. He was the big name on the yeah, station, yeah. and it was he my was show. Film was eleven to two right. at night, and the program director comes in. I knew goes, all that. I remember all this. So I don't remember Tom him coming Likas, He goes, "Tom Likas is here. He's going to come in in a minute after the commercial break." I was like, Ugh. "Like I was so nervous." And he came with sunglasses. Yeah, I have the tape. Actually, of it. Probably red wine in his Red hand. wine, and he was like, "Hey," and he was like, "Were the Mose. sunglasses on?" Yeah. Yes, they were. And he was like, "Most women." Did, did, did. I remember it. I still have it on. And he was like, "You know, they want this or that." I'm like, "I'm not like because you know me. I'm really not that woman right. that he would talk right. about." Tom Likas is a radio he would talk personality. About, I think most of your listeners probably are at least familiar think? with. I don't yeah. know. He wasn't everywhere. I'd never heard yeah. him until Eddie. You know who uh, Tom Likas is? I see Michael nodding. Good. But he was kind of a misogynist, <laughs> and he kind of had the same rap over and over again about how men should like never right. have a woman move in, don't pay for drinks. Dump right. that bitch. Right. 
So he was just talking about how women don't. Flash Friday. And I was like, everybody. I'm not like that. He's like, well, you're not the typical female. It wasn't as scary as I thought. But yeah. what were you going to say about Tom Lycus? So I, just, I like quoted that. him and I wanted to, you know, see if. Got it. I said, dump that bitch. And you actually just rolled with her. Yes, yes, absolutely. Dump, dump that bitch. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know you were quoting him. When I said if she couldn't handle uh, the nice way that you dump suggested that, that he put it, you got to kick that bitch to the curb. Don't dump that bitch. That's me. Don't say that. See, right. now I'm correcting you. Okay, one more. ML, yes. Because you want to talk about uncircumcised penises. Oh, let's do it. Hey, Emily. The elephant dicks. I love, dude. That's what they look like. No, they, they don't. look like elephant trunks. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't see that way. I just see a beautiful um, penis. Like, and, I, and I realize that there's three men in this room. And there's one woman. And, uh, you know, there's a very good chance that uh, there's an uncircumcised dick in this room. And right I'm, behind you. And I'm being uh, rude. Eddie has one. I'm, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying, <laughs> Eddie, in this country, they look really different and they're scary. He doesn't care. We've talked all about his penis. I mean, penises are scary to me to begin with. But when they, when they got the extra. You're a heterosexual male. Yes. But when they got the extra little uh, bits there, it's like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, let me tell you from a woman's perspective. Okay. I've been with several. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, but let's let's be fair. Your name is Sex with Emily. No, this is pre-Sex with Emily. Okay. First time I was in Europe, I was backpacking and I met a guy oh, from yeah. London and he was uncircumcised. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like it didn't even it didn't phase me. My father-in-law's uncircumcised. Yeah, he probably is. Okay, He's listen. British. Um, oh no. <laughs> I'm never going to the gym with that guy. Well, okay. Why? Just because it's different. I get it. I just to me, it's like <laughs> you're gonna find. Well, let me, let's answer Marie's question. I love your show. I started dating this guy, and he sent me a Snapchat pic of his penis. I was the one that asked for it. It's sort of a turn-on for me. Anyway, I noticed that he has an uncircumcised penis. I've never been with a man who was uncircumcised. Any suggestions on how to handle one? I need help. Thanks, Marie, age 26. Um, the first good point here is never send dick pics unless someone requests it, because I got a dick pic on Snapchat last night, and you know what I do? I block that person. Eddie, real quick, I know you're way off mic, but how many uh, dick pics do you get in the email ask questions? Once a day. A Don't dick pick a day. Really? A dick pick a day for dick M. Dick pick a day keeps What's the... What's a guy thinking about that? Because you're like a professional. You give out like really solid advice. You got the education. You're behind a microphone. People respect you. Hey, I'm going to send her a dick. It happened to me on Snapchat. I was just falling to bed, falling asleep. I just block them. So don't. If you send me a dick pic, I will block you. But then you dreamed about the dick. No, it was just ew. No one wants to see a dick in the wild. You don't want to see a dick Especially that you don't know who the person is. I don't care if it's in circumstances. You don't want to see a person's dick you don't know. You want to ask for it. You yeah. want to know it's coming. It's like ooh, like yeah, you coming. Just, you want to know if it's coming. Yeah, exactly. Mm, mm. Mm. Okay, so only send dick pics requested is the right. first point here. So Good point. most here's the thing about what you need to know about the uncircumcised penis is that. Um, they have more nerve endings, which is why they're more sensitive. Um, uncircumcised guys might deal with condoms differently, like some like the foreskin pulled down, some don't. So let him do it the first time you're together and ask him to show you what he likes. Like you could do a little mutual masturbation, like watch, watch what he likes, but it's not, don't fixate on it. Like it's really not like Anderson's fixating on it more yeah. than, I'm telling you, it's like, it's really not that different. No. You get erect, you can't see Always the foreskin goes away a lot. Like you just come prepared with Q-tips no. and rubbing alcohol. Listen, the most important thing is that he stays clean, that he He's clean before and clean after. A lot of guys who are circum- uncircumcised know this. Don't body shame him. Don't fixate on it. It's really no big deal. Like, I literally had to stop and think when I read this before the show. I was like, okay, I dated a guy for two years mm-hmm. before I moved here that was uncir- uncircumcised. Right. And I was like, I don't even remember. Like, it was never even an issue. It was like. Well, you told me you employed the uh, don't look down method when you were having sex. You never looked that. down because it was going to be too disturbing for <laughs> no, you. No, I never said that. No. Um, so, tips. Okay, they're more sensitive. Make sure he cleans. 
Hand jobs can be easier. The foreskin moves better. It's kind of having like a flashlight built into your penis, like a fl- like a sleeve that goes up and down. Um, yeah, like one of those kids' them, toys, right? Ask them how you know those things. No, they're like, like they're like a little inside-out uh, water balloons. They're really fun. And they yes, slip and I know what you're talking about. That's always reminding like me of an uncircumcised wiener. Right. Yeah. Like when you touched it, it felt like that, or yeah, right. Um, how sensitive, you know? Again, ask him how he likes to be touched. Definitely wear condoms as you always should, and just treat it with love. Like it's another, it's a part of his body. You're going to find that once you see it, like it's, it's really, I can understand you have anxiety around it, but it's like really no, it's really not that different, except for it's it's more sensitive. Way more natural than my wiener. And uh, And you can tell him, you know what you can say, God, that's so hot. You can say, I've never been with one, but like, I want to know exactly what to do. I think that's so hot. So she has not had sex with this man. She's not touched his ween, but she's seen his peen and uh, she knows it's uncircumcised. It's weird. It's a weird world we live in. It is a real. Girls are seen. Their partner's dicks before they even touch them. That's odd. I know it is odd. You're right. Well, at least she has time to prepare an email sex only now, and you I know, can help her. You know what I would do if I had an uncircumcised penis and back in my back in the day, back in my heyday. Any excuse I, I could muster or find to like have an excuse to show uh, a girl I was interested in, like my, my to get the wiener out of the pants and show her, like, like in the like, bar, you just whip it out, or like you know, younger days, like a house party or something. Like, oh yeah, I swear, I got the Prince Albert. You want to see? Got the ladder. You want to see? I'll show you. You want? Would you, you show it to the crowd? I never did this. I'm just. I never had the you excuse, would, but, right. and I never wanted to do it so badly that I'll go get my my dick pierced. But if I had, if I was not circumcised with my damn parents, then take my membrane away from me, foreskin. Right. I would have had a built-in excuse. You join the circus, maybe, yeah. and like just like. Every not that you it's a freak thing, but like that you could just have an excuse to show your penis everywhere. Not that you did the oh, circus. yeah, that would take it to a whole new level. Take it on the road, or like I'm that guy that like just <laughs> stretch like thing. jelk for a living. That and was I just the wrong got thing to say, hanging. Yeah, something just you'd like to be somewhere where you could be like an exhibitionist, exhibitionist right? But that's not in the what's the percentage of uh, people that aren't circumcised in this country? Do we know? Um, I would say in this country, uncir- I don't know the percentage, but I know that most. Are, but I know that in most of the world are I'd not. I'd say like one in 20 in this country probably. Something I like would that, say right? that in most of the world they are not circumcised, but in America they are. That's what I have to say. But I, I, I joke. I know there's a lot of people who uh, you know, aren't circumcised. And, uh, I think it's hot. I'm, I'm like, oh my God. I, I actually hot. find it sexy. I think we might be going a little too Dude, over correction there. Have, uh, you don't suck them. Okay, that's a really <laughs> good way point. to end the show. Have you ever been sucking an uncircumcised penis and you thought he came, but then you realized it was just a smegma? It's never happened. Good. No. Because that would be awful. Good question, though, Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I love you. It's good to see you. Everyone, check out your podcasts. Yeah. Uh, Cinematics, The Film Vault, and The After Disaster. We're still, we're still trucking. Cinematics is back for a new year. We just uh, we just did some new movies. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Check out Anderson. Check him out. Oh, and, and uh, Groupers is coming along. Pre-production is really coming along. It's getting exciting. I haven't even had a chance to talk to you about it, Em. But uh, my feature film that I'm making in yes, about two months. I'm shooting it. it in March, April. And uh, we, it looks like we have a location locked down. I'm going after some actors that I, I absolutely love their work. They're not big names or anything, but I'm trying to get some of these guys and, and a girl. Uh, it's so, so much fun making, you know, doing oh pre-production my God, for my first feature it. film. I love it. So well, much thank fun. you. And thank you to our listeners who supported it. Yes, supported and thank the you, Emily, for helping me and all that stuff. You know, I love you. I'm You're so, so proud of supportive. you. You're so supportive. Of course, I love you, and I love everyone. And thank you, everyone, for just supporting the show and for following us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Stories, Snapchat, whatever, everything in the world. It's all at Sex with Emily. And I don't know. I just love you all. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait. Hold on. Thank you, Michael, for doing the sound. Thank you, Eddie. Um, thank you, Anderson, of course. Thank you, Madison, Lori, Jamie, Ken, my Ken. team. Don't forget Ken. Ken, we love you, Ken. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com.
comes to intimacy, I always say go five times slower than you think you should. Well, for some guys, that's not always possible during intercourse. Whether you have an issue with premature ejaculation or not, chances are you'd still love to last longer, and you can with Permescent. Permescent is a clinically proven, FDA-compliant product that can significantly delay ejaculation. If you're able to last longer, you'll have less anxiety about performing. See, with Permescent, you can focus on being in the moment with your partner, enjoying sex instead of stressing about it, and they get the benefit of a longer, more intense experience, which trust me, they're going to love. To illustrate how Permescent works, we've begun to post their amazing videos on sexwithemily.com. Check out the videos tab to see them for yourself. And now it's easier to buy Permescent than ever before because now it's available at your local Rite Aid. That's right. You can run out and get some today. Of course, you can also click on the Permescent banner on my site or visit permescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com.